Thank you for joining us to hear today's message. At Faith Assembly, our passion and purpose is loving people to life in Christ. To find out more information, visit our website, faithnewcumberland.com. We're going to continue our series on faith this morning. Uh, By faith, we take steps of faith. And uh, we've looked at a lot of different areas of faith, and God's just been stretching and growing us in the area of faith, taking steps of faith. And uh, three foundational aspects of this on the screen for you. Number one, faith is a confident conviction that God is who he said he is and that he will do what he said he will do. That's what faith is. It's trusting that God doesn't lie, that he's going to keep his word. And so we stand on the promises of his word. We stand on who he is. No matter what we face, no matter our circumstances, no matter our emotions, our feelings, and we are uh, putting our trust in him. And you know what? I kind of like those back, those back pews blocked off. I, I see people moving closer this morning. This is great. That's uh, awesome. We might just have to get rid of those back pews. Huh? How, uh, in favor of that? No? You're like, no. <clears throat> How many did we just take your favorite pew? Huh? You can be honest. All right. So um, number two, faith is a necessary foundation and fuel for every Christian. If we don't have faith, our Christianity is not going to last, okay? If we're only going on our reason, our logic, what we can figure out and what makes sense, you know, eventually you're going to come to things and questions. You're just like, eh, well, we need faith. We need God's faith. We need to trust him that God is who he said he is, that he will do what he said he will do. And the last thing is faith is based on God and on his word, okay? It's not based on what we see It's not based on what we feel. It's not based on a a system or a person. It's not based on a relationship with someone else. It's based only on God and on his word. So if we have those things lined up, it's a foundation, it's a fuel, it's a conviction, it's based on his word, that uh, that gives us a foundation to kind of stand upon when we're looking at the the area or the theme of faith. So today we're going to look at the life of Gideon, all right? Judges chapter 6 through 8. And here's a story of faith. But Gideon didn't start out very faithful, all right? And uh, the life of faith, and what we, what we learn from here, is that it's often about taking small steps of faith. Sometimes we hear stories and we see people, we read about people, man, they did this amazing thing. They stepped out in faith, and wow, that was powerful. But we don't always see the small steps of faith that led up to that, right? We just see what's reported as of he, he did this or she did that or they give that or that, whatever it was. But we don't see those small steps of faith leading up to that. And that's true with Gideon, all right? Gideon was just a normal person. He was just like you, just like me. He just had a different name, Gideon. Huh? That's kind of a cool name. He didn't start out as a great man of faith, but the Lord helped him take small steps of faith that built his faith in God and prepared him to take big steps for the Lord. And the same is true for us, all right? We're going to talk about how faith is like a muscle. It needs to be exercised. It needs to be used. When we don't use our faith, our faith gets kind of lazy, and we just like get apathetic in our faith. So we need to use our faith. We We need to exercise our faith, and God's going to grow our faith. Amen? Uh Uh-oh. God's going to grow your faith, amen? In your journey of life today, where you are today in the area of faith does not have to be where you are tomorrow, okay? 
just because you might feel like Gideon at the beginning of his life where he was kind of hiding away doesn't mean that's how you have to be tomorrow, next year, five years from now. God can use you. He can grow you. He can grow your faith, and he can use you to do great and mighty things for him. He can prepare you by taking small steps of faith to take giant leaps of faith down the road. So today, be encouraged no matter where you're at, whether you feel like I'm a great man of faith or a woman of faith, or maybe I'm just starting out in the journey of faith. Take small steps. Your action today is take a small step of faith. Do what God's calling you to do. Do that, see what happens, and then take the next step. All right? It's, it's kind of simple. Number one, we're going to look at uh, some principles that we see from Gideon's life. By faith, we take steps of faith by discovering our God-given identity. Let's go ahead and look at the story uh, this morning. Judges chapter 6. If you have your phones, you can use that. The Wi-Fi is not working. I apologize. You can use your data if you need to, or you can just use the old trusty Old-fashioned paper Bible. How about that, huh? Someone's like, what is that? It has pages and it turns and I can touch it and it's amazing. But I I do like my Bible on my phone as well. Judges chapter 6. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord and for seven years he gave them into the hands of of the Midianites. We're going to pause there. The, the reaction of the people of God, they were serving him faithfully, but then they said, you know what? Uh, God's ways aren't as cool as our ways. You know, we're going to try to do it our way. And so they, they thought what they saw was the right way. So they began to just live the way they wanted to live. And what happens? All of a sudden, the enemy comes in. The enemy takes over territory. The Midianites, all right? Here's the, the, the kind of the, the foe of the story are the Midianites, all right? So it's so true in our life. Those times where we say, you know what, God, your ways are cool and all, but my way is much cooler. And we begin to go our way. And what happens? The enemy comes and begins to take territory in our life. And before long, we're surrounded by the enemy. Like, wait, how did this happen? Because we, we gave him a foothold, the scripture says. We allowed him in. We, we said, you know what? And, you know, God's ways aren't cool. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to open myself up to the ways of this world, to the ways of the enemy. And that's what's happening here in the situation that Gideon's people are faced with the Israelites. They're surrounded the Midians. Verse 2. Because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. They're hiding away from the enemy. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, Amalekites, and other eastern parasites... Just kidding. Other eastern peoples invaded the... God, just making sure you're awake out there. Invaded the country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel. Okay, this is a situation that Gideon and his people are faced with. They're scared. They're fear, fearful. The enemy is surrounding them. And where do we see the great man of faith, Gideon? Dun, 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 bum, bum, bum. No, he's hiding away. All right, the story says he's hiding away in the wine press threshing wheat. He's like, hey, are they there? You know, he's like peeking out. I hope they don't see me. Here's this great man of faith we'll read about later on, hiding from the enemy. It says he's hiding in the wine press threshing wheat so that they don't find out where he is. On comes the scene. Let's skip ahead to verse 11. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Orpha. 
that belonged to Joash the Abizarite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. All right, now Gideon wasn't acting like a mighty warrior at the time, right? He's hiding. He's like, I hope they don't find me. I'm going to hide in the wine press and thresh wheat over here. And the angel comes on and he speaks. He reveals to him his God-given identity. You might not look like it now. You might not feel like it now. Maybe your circumstances are different right now. But the angel speaks and says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. So the first thing that we learn is that we need to discover our God-given identity. We take that step to say, I receive that. I receive who I am in Christ. Who, When we surrender our life to Jesus, we discover that we are what a child of God, that he has a purpose for us, he has a plan for us. Everything changes when we surrender our life to the Lord. It reminds me of a verse that I memorized as a kid and I often quote in those wine press type moments where you're kind of fearful or wondering what's going to happen. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It's a great verse of faith. It reminds you where your strength comes from. It doesn't say I can do all things because I'm all that and a slice of bread, right? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So it it's reminds us, it refocuses us, it gives us a faith that we can do what God's called us to do because God is the God of the impossible. Question, have you discovered your God-given identity? Or are you like Gideon still hiding out away from the enemy? I hope I don't be found, you know. Surrender your life to Jesus and discover the person that God created you to be. He sees you today. He doesn't see you in your circumstance, in your situation. He sees you for who he created you to be, just like Gideon. He didn't see some kind of wimpy guy hiding out, fearful. He says, you know what? You're a mighty warrior, and I am with you. God is with you, and God wants to use you. Number two, by faith, we take steps of faith by discovering our God-given purpose. So we take that step, discovering who we are in Christ. And then we take the next step, okay, who, how has God designed me? What has he got designed me to do? What does God want me to do with my life? It's not just about sucking air the rest of your life. I'm just going to live my life, you know, until I die, and then that's it. God has a specific purpose for your life. Life. He didn't make a mistake when you were created. Like, whoops, I guess, oh, I, I needed an extra person, and there they are. No. Maybe someone has told you that you were a mistake and you were a surprise, or we didn't plan on you, but God planned on you, all right? You were planned way before your parents thought of you in the, in the mind of God, in the heart of God. Isn't that awesome to think about that God planned for you to be here, and he gave you a specific purpose of what he wants you to do. Let's see here in Judges chapter 6, picking up with verse 13. This is so cool here. The, the verse that we just read was, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior, right? We got to say that in a nice Charlton Heston voice. Verse 13, but sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with you, you can just kind of hear his like, you know, 
Do you hear the Weasley? No. But sir, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And then he kind of gets all whiny. And where have all the people gone? What are the wonders? Where are all his wonders that our father told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hand of Midian. Do I sound like Caillou or what? I'm just a kid who's four. Each day I go somewhere. We banned that show from our house. That kid just whined like, wah, wah, wah. So just, if you like Caillou, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you, but. Too much whining. Like, they already whine enough. They don't need to watch someone that whines more and they're like, oh, that's how I'm supposed to talk. Hey, mom, I want that. No. Anyway, so I just, when I read this, some reason Caillou comes to my mind, okay? The Lord turns to him and says, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? And then Gideon does what we all do. But Lord, uh, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you. And you will strike down all the Midianites together. This story gives us such hope, you know? We read the Bible and think, oh, man, these these people are way beyond me. I I could never be like that. And then we read a story like that. Oh, I, I guess I just had that conversation with God last week kind of whiny, kind of like, oh, well, how's that going to happen? You know, I kind of had my Caillou moment last week. I guess Gideon had his Caillou moment, and, and God still used him. God can use me. Isn't that good news? Even if we feel like we have that Caillou moment in our life, we're just like, why, 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 God? Why does it always have to happen? Why is it everything so bad around me? Why is this and why that? God says, I'm still going to use you. I'm with you. I'm right here with you, and I have a purpose for your life. So in the midst of his complaining, in the midst of his doubting, in the midst of his skepticism, God reveals a specific purpose for Gideon's life. He's going to use him to defeat the Midianites. Here's a, a lesson that we need to learn. Doubt is a mental obstacle that we all have to overcome in life. All right. Oftentimes, God will reveal something. God will speak to us. And our initial reaction, if we're not careful, is going to be doubt. Well, how is it going to happen? When's it going to happen? I, I see all I have is this and all this. How, doubt is a, kind of those natural, uh, you know, reactions of our physical body. All right. We, we're kind of geared to be survivalists. And we're like, well, that's not going to make, how's that going to work? So we need to overcome that obstacle and trust that God said it, all right? He is who he said he is, and he's going to do what he said he's going to do. And trust that he's called us to be who he's called us to be. And he's called us to do what he has called us to do, and he will do that. So we faith steps in where doubt is wanting to overcome. So faith steps in and reminds us that it's not us doing it. It's not us doing it on all, alone. It's God doing it with us. God is with us. And if he is with us, all right, the Bible says nothing is impossible with him, right? I think that's what the Bible says, doesn't it? That's what my Bible says, that nothing is impossible with God. So when we take that step of faith, all right, God, you've called me. I'm a child of God. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. God, you called me for a specific purpose. And God, you said you're going to be with me and you're going to help me, so I'm going to trust you. 
I'm not going to doubt. I'm not going to be fearful. I'm not going to be all anxious and stressed out. I'm just going to trust you, and I'm going to trust that you're going to do what you said you are going to do. So the question for us is, what has God called you to do? What is your God-given purpose? Maybe the question for you is, what have you been having a Caillou moment about? What have you been whining about to God? Maybe in the midst of that, there's a purpose that God has for you. He's given you a frustration that you're just dealing with, and you're like, but maybe out of that frustration, maybe out of that place of complaining is a specific thing that God wants to do in your life, he, the way he wants to use you. That was true for Gideon. Maybe it's true for you. Is doubt, the other question is, is doubt keeping you from fulfilling your God-given purpose? And if it is, it's such a tragedy when we let doubt stop us from what God has for us. If we let maybe questions like, well, I'm just not sure how that's going to happen. Well, go ahead and try. Step out. Do what God said. If it doesn't work out, what's the worst that can happen, right? Oftentimes I'll say, well, what's the worst going to happen, you know? If so, ask the Lord to give you faith to break out of doubt, to know that God is with you. Number three, by faith, we take steps of faith by walking in obedience. By faith, we take steps of, we take steps of faith, step at a time, by just simply walking in obedience. All right, we 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 read the scripture, we pray, we ask the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide us. And where He leads us, the song says, "I will follow." All right, where He leads me, I will follow. We all know the song, right? So simply, this life of faith, the journey of faith, is taking steps of faith. It's walking in obedience. Let's look at the story here, Judges chapter six, verse twenty-four. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord and called it, The Lord is Peace. To this day it stands there. That same night the Lord said to him, Take the second bull from your father's herd, the one seven years old, tear down your father's altar to Baal, and cut down the Asherah pole beside it. Basically, just pause in there. The people of Israel were worshiping false idols and false gods, and they had kind of blended paganism with, you know, worship of Yahweh. And God's like, get rid of all that garbage, all the distraction, all that stuff that's keeping your focus off of me and get your focus back on me. And he was going to use Gideon to do that. All right, Gideon, the guy that was just a few verses ago was hiding out in the wine press, hiding away from the, the enemy. He says, I want you to take a bowl. I want you to sacrifice that bowl. I want you to clear out the garbage. Then build a proper kind of altar to the Lord your God on the top of this height. Using the wood of the Asherah pole that you cut down, offer the second bowl as a burnt offering. So Gideon, the great man of faith, took 10 of his servants and did as the Lord told him. But because he was afraid of his family and the men of the town, he did it at night rather than in the daytime. You know, I love that part of the story. This great man, if they, I'm going to do what God said, but you know, I'm going to wait till everyone's sleeping and then they don't see me. I'm going to put my mask on and I'm going to, I'm going to go all like, you know, do my obedience in the dark. You know, right? 
We read that like, oh, poor guy, isn't he? But that's that's like us. I was trying to compare it, uh, like how how this compares to us. And I I remember learning an instrument. It was kind of remind me of that. I know it sounds kind of a weird parallel, but uh, growing up, I, I learned different. I learned to play a trumpet, and I learned to play the guitar. And uh, I can remember playing the guitar. I didn't, you know, I was kind of like a little nervous and, you know, insecure about it. But I loved to go up in my bedroom and I would spend hours playing the guitar and just drumming away, you know, singing some song I liked or whatever. And uh, um, and also I, I would have a tape player and I'd record myself playing and singing, you know. And it probably sounded horrible, but I felt like safe. I felt like it was private. No one could see me. No one was there to say, you know, that's really terrible. You know, that's really awful. But I felt like this kind of secure. It was just my way of taking that step. And eventually, you know, I felt like I'm more confident and I could play for people. And my parents say, hey, go play that song. I'd play a song. And, you know, Gideon's kind of just testing his wings, his faith wings, you know. He's like, God called me and he walked me. I want you to walk in obedience, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do it when no one's watching. I'm going to make sure this is going to happen. And, and uh, that's kind of how I see that. He's taking just, just these little steps of faith. But you know what? He's doing it. He's walking in obedience. It might not look like the way we would do it. It might not look like the perfect way, but he takes that step. And God says, you know what? You've been obedient. I'm going to give you the next step. I'm going to give you the next direction. I'm going to give you the next instruction. If we will do that, if we will just simply take the steps of obedience, walk in obedience to him, God will meet us there. He will grow our faith, and you know what? We'll be able to take those leaps. Eventually in the story, Gideon's out in the public. He's doing these steps of faith in front of everyone. The army's this going this way, and he's defeating the enemy, and he's right out in the front lines of it all. But in this part of the story, he's just learning the journey of faith. He's just learning to trust the Lord. He's learning what that looks like in the end result. And as he sees all oh, this happen, God met me and God did great things. And I'm going to continue to take steps of faith. Question, will you take a step of faith today by committing to walk in obedience? Walk in obedience to him. And the last thing that we see from the story, number four, is this. By faith, we take steps of faith by trusting in the Lord, not in our resources. This is one of the final things that Gideon had to learn, and this is something we all have to learn. He had to learn not to trust in his own resources. He had to learn how to trust in the Lord. Let's look here at uh, Judges chapter 6, verse 33. Now all the Midianites, the Malachites... And other eastern peoples joined forces and crossed over the Jordan and camped in the valley of Jezreel. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, summoning the Abizurites to follow him. He sent messengers throughout Manasseh, calling them to arms and also into Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali, so that they too went up to meet them. Now let's skip along here. Let's look at chapter 7 here. Gideon has this great army, all right? He has an army of 32,000 fighting men. Chapter 7, verse 1. Early in the morning, Jeroboam, that is Gideon, and all his men camped at the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Morah. The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men for me to deliver Midian into their hands. 
Have you ever heard of something like that? Like, what do you mean too many men? My army is too big to defeat someone that doesn't make any sense. Why would God do that? Why would he even say that? He says this. If you have a, a pen or a pencil, you can underline this. In order that Israel may not boast against me that her own strength has saved her. God's like, you know what? Your army's too big. You're going to get too big of a head. Like, yeah, we're all that. And then some, you know, we can do this. We got this, God. We don't need you. Our army's strong, right? He knew what they were like, what they could have that temptation of. Says, you know what? Your army's too big. I'm going to begin to reduce your army. I'm going to begin to reduce your resources. So says, God says, announce to the people, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left while 10,000 remain. Remember, he started with 32,000. Now he's down to 10,000. But that's not it. Verse 4, but the Lord said to Gideon, there are still too many men. Hmm, take them down to the water, and I will sift them, sift them for you from there. If I say this one shall go with you, he shall go. But if I say this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So Gideon took the men down to the water. There the Lord told him, separate those who lap the water with their tongues like a dog. All right, that's just gross, you know. <laughs> like those who drink like Rosie, you can send home. All right. Those who, who kneel and are watchful and they just reach down with their hand and they're, and they're just cupping the water and those you can keep. All right, out of the 10,000, he got to keep 300. So just let's just do the math here. He started with 32,000. He's down to 300. That's a loss of, of over 99%, all right, of his army. He was reduced, his resources reduced to less than 1% of what he started with. And we know why God did that. He says, you know what, your army's too big. You're going you're gonna to boast in yourself. You're going to get prideful. You're going to think you did it because you're just so strong and mighty. I'm going to prove to you that I, I'm the one who, who's fighting your battles. I'm the one who's able to do it. And it, without me, you cannot do it on your own. Here's something to encourage us. If your resources are depleted, if you find yourself today where, you know what, you just feel like your resources are depleted, whether it's your energy, whether it's your finances, whether it's just something going on in your body, you just feel depleted, God is probably preparing you to rely on him completely and to trust him for the victory. All right? Don't be discouraged by your circumstances. Put your trust in the Lord and allow him to grow your faith. It's those reduced moments that often grow our faith the most because we see we absolutely need God. All right, when our bank account is booming and when the job is going great and everything's perfect, we're like, yeah, God, you know, I, I think I got this now. You know, I'm just going to take control. But when things are not looking good, when, you know, your job's like, I'm not sure if we're going to have your job next month, but just kind of hang out. And you're just like, eh. those are the times you just say, God, I need you. I need you today. 
you know, those times where your, your boss says, you know, we just can't pay your, pay your bills this time. And you just, you're on your own. You're like, God, I need you. It's those, those, those times that God grows your faith. He stretches your faith and you look back and say, wow, look how God led me. Look where God led me through. And look at the end of Gideon's story, Judges 8, 28. And I'll close with this. We see the little steps he took, the steps of obedience and faith in God revealing more and more and more. And it says here in verse 28 of chapter 8, Thus Midian was subdued before the Israelites and did not raise its head again. During Gideon's lifetime, the land had peace 40 years. Isn't that awesome? But it didn't start out peaceful, right? It started out the opposite. It was just chaos. There was an enemy was everywhere. Gideon's hiding out. He's like, he he didn't look like a man of faith. But by the end, wow, God used him in a powerful way. That should give us hope that God can use us. Maybe we're in the wine press right now. Or maybe we're at the nighttime just taking a step in obedience that no one can see. You know, we're behind the scenes. I'll help you. I'll be behind the scenes. But God's going to continue to grow your faith. You're going to take a step at a time. Eventually, you're going to be leading the armies into battle. All right? The sword for the Lord and a sword for Gideon, the story tells us, as they defeat the Midianites in a miraculous way. You can read more about that in Judges chapter 7. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Lord, you're so good to us. You're calling us to be people of faith. But Lord, we're reminded that faith starts with you. So today, if there's anyone here that needs a relationship with Jesus, you say, you know what, Pastor, that sounds great. But, uh, you know, I just, I need a relationship with God. The Bible says if we confess our sins to him, if we will ask him to forgive us, he will forgive us. He will cleanse us. And the Bible says he gives us a new identity. We're no longer who we used to be. We now belong to the Lord. We're surrendered to him. And God has a plan and a purpose for all of our lives. The Holy Spirit will give you gifts to use. He will give you a purpose to live out. And God will give you a destiny to accomplish for him. If that's you, just talk to the Lord today. Say, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. Jesus, I confess my sins. I acknowledge my need for you today. God, I'm like Gideon hiding out in a wine press, just hoping the enemy won't overtake me. But Jesus, would you forgive me? Would you give me an identity Help me to have a purpose today. Help me to live my life in obedience to you, Jesus. To be like Gideon, taking a step of faith, walking in obedience and watching what you will do in my life and through my life. Jesus, help all of us, no matter where we're at in our journey of faith. whether we're leading armies or we're, we're just uh, taking small steps of faith. Help us each and every day to walk in obedience, to not give the enemy a foothold, to not take it easy, not to say, oh, I think I got this now. God, you can go somewhere else. No, help us always to say, God, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Without you, I can't do this. 
God, I know you're with me. Use me to do great things for you. Use me to be the person that you've called me to be and to do what you've called me to do. In Jesus' name we pray.